Thank you guys so much for having us this morning. Uh, as Shannon said, my name is Matt. If I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, um, I'm one of the school pastors for School of Supernatural Life. Um, and so what we'll be doing today, um, I know that lots of you are familiar with our school and what we do, but um, you may have noticed there were a few weeks there in March where we were down about 50 people. Uh, maybe you make some more noise than others sometimes. Um, but each year we get to send our students out on outreach. And so basically the purpose of our outreach um, one is to serve uh, other parts of the body of Christ by getting to just uh, help them with whatever they're doing, pour into them. For our students, the purpose is uh, having an opportunity to practice giving away what you've been receiving. So everything that the Lord has been pouring into you for however many months you've been in the school so far, six months or so, you're now getting the chance to take that and pour it out to somebody else. And so you get to just enjoy the pleasure of being able to be part of someone else's breakthrough in the same way that you've been receiving it. Um, so we get to go all over the world, um, as well as across town. We always send outreaches to Nashville and domestic ones as well. Um, and we love getting to partner with, uh, prophetic words over our church and, uh, what we've declared our church to be, which is an apostolic resource center. And so for us, we love getting to be a part of resourcing other places. So everything we have, we love to give away. And we find that, um, just as Jesus did when he fed the 5,000, as you give thanks for what you have and start breaking pieces of it off and giving it, it multiplies. And so we love getting to see that every year. Um, and it's such an honor for us as School of Supernatural Life to be sent out by Grace Center, to be empowered by Grace Center and covered by Grace Center. Um, so thank you so much to leaders here at Grace Center and to you guys who have uh, supported our outreaches each year. I texted Sarah to get the actual number because I didn't have the number off the top of my head. But this year for our outreaches, we raised a total of $127,000 uh, to send all of our teams all over the world. And so I wanted to tell you that if you have tithed here at Grace Center, you have been a part of this. You have had a hand in this um, via the missions committee uh, supporting this as well. So thank you so much to everyone who has contributed, not only financially, but who has covered us in prayer. Because we are sending dozens of people all around the world, flying on planes, trains, cars, ferries, buses, everything. Uh, and everyone has come home without a scratch. So thank you so much for praying. Um, and every year we experience this. It's so much fun. Um, so before I invite up our first team... Um, I just want to tell you that our school would not be what it is without the leaders that we have, without our small group leaders and our outreach leaders who um, are all graduates of our school. And then we've trained them up to uh, help people, uh, just pastoring people through the same experience that they've had with the Lord, of going on a journey uh, of inner healing with the Lord, of pursuing connection with the Lord, and of being equipped and taught um, to do all these things. So to prophesy encouragement to people, to lay hands on people and heal the sick, to preach the gospel and to just teach and impart everything that's been given to them. Um, so I just want to tell you that each of these folks that you're about to see are people that we're very, very proud of and that we trust entirely to lead our teams across the world um, and to do these things. We're really proud of them. Um, so we're going to hear today from the leaders of our five outreach trips. So we sent a team to Puerto Rico. We sent a team to the UK one to Iceland, South Africa, and then one here in Nashville. So uh, just to get started, I want to invite Megan and Judah, who led our Puerto Rico outreach. And they're going to share with you some testimonies and stories from their time. And I'll turn it over to you guys. Thank you. Hi, good morning. I'm Megan. This is Judah. 
And we had the honor of leading Puerto Rico with Katie, who couldn't be here with us today. Um, but we're really excited to share with you guys. Um, before we share, we have an amazing video that one of our students, Danielle Wilson, put together. Um, so, And it just gives you a great picture of what our time in Puerto Rico is all about. So, Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the ends of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and all who live in them, let the wilderness and its towns raise their voices and let the people of Selah sing for joy. Shout from the mountaintops and let them give glory to the Lord and proclaim his praise in the islands. So, as you can see, we did a lot in three weeks. Um, too much to share um, with this amount of time, but feel free to come ask us questions. We'd love to share um, even more with you. But um, just to recap on everything we did, um, we so in Puerto Rico, there's still a lot of destruction from the hurricane, um, Hurricane Maria. So a lot of our time was spent rebuilding and um, and helping them build their homes and and paint their homes, as well as a school building, um, and just helping to restore the communities, um, which was really powerful and spread the message of hope and the message that they're not alone. Um, So it ended up just being really powerful to be able to serve alongside our brothers and sisters in Puerto Rico. Um, The first two pictures up at the top are with YWAM, which is who we spent our first week partnering with. Um, And we built a roof, we painted a house. Um, We also helped clean up uh, a house that they were given, the YWAM base. Um, And at the end of our time with them, we got to pray and prophesy over their team, which was really powerful. Um, The bottom two pictures are with a church we partnered with, Marazul. Um, which you may have heard about them. It is, that's the church that the missions 
um, team went and served with last fall. So we got to come um, behind them and serve with them as well this time, um, helping to restore a school for the kids in their community. Um, So if you see the bottom left picture, that is what we started, or how it looked when we started. We were cleaning trash, debris, um, and we cleaned that entire property and painted that entire school building with two murals <laughs> in five days. So that was amazing. Um, if we And it was a really big deal because these kids were not going to have a place to study if we didn't get it done. So it was a really big deal. Judah coordinated the murals um, that you can see in the picture and in the video. They were beautiful, um, and they were really happy with it. So... Um, Our third week, we worked with Mark and Becky Potterbaum, who are members of this church house and our missionaries on site. They're working really hard also to rebuild and restore Puerto Rico. So we got to partner with them. Um, And that week, we did teaching on the Father Heart of God. We taught and equipped on the prophetic with a local church. And we also saw multiple healings in that church as well, praying for the people there. Um, We spent time in a community center building tables for the the community there to use, as well as praying and minister to the children there. Um, The bottom left corner is a picture of a little boy named Juan getting filled with the Holy Spirit and felt the presence of God for the first time. So it was super sweet and really powerful. Um, And then the bottom right picture is a door that opened at the end of our time. I'm going to let Judah share about that. So before we headed to Puerto Rico, we had some amazing words from David Wagner just about like things to expect and to look for. Uh, And That's not what a lot of our trip felt like (laughs) because it looked like loving people practically. It didn't always look like being able to prophesy over people, but rather looked like serving them and going low and just saying, hey, what do you need? How can we help you? Um, But on the last day that we had an opportunity to do anything, the, the Lord opened the door for us to go to the Congress and actually prophesy over senators over Puerto Rico. And... It was amazing, and the Lord talked to me just about how when you choose to love the land that a king reigns over, you get favor with the kings there, and it was amazing. We walked into this senator's office, and you look on her desk, and she has like a statue of Joshua and Caleb, and then like an Ark of the Covenant mini replica, so I'm already kind of excited to uh, meet up with her. And it was amazing. The Holy Spirit showed up in that office. It was so thick and so tangible. And one of our students, in the video, you kind of saw her laughing. Uh, Addison, one of our students, uh, got a prophetic word about her with boxing gloves on. And her dad's a famous boxer. Uh, But the word that we got was about revival and changing the lives of children. And the thing that she is fighting for is the rights of children right now. Uh, One of the main injustices that's kind of happening there is in a lot of the rural communities and the cities, you're having uh, parents kind of selling their kids under the guise of marriage. So you have 12, 13, and 14-year-old girls being married off to 40 and 50-year-old men. And so she's taking it upon herself to fight that giant in that island 
and is doing amazing things. And so we got to be involved with prophesying and declaring freedom and victory for her, and that was amazing. So last but not least, this is our incredible team who worked so hard and loved people so well. So thank you guys so much. Awesome. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Judah. So great. I love this. So one of the reasons why we called our school School of Supernatural Life, uh, as opposed to pointing it specifically towards ministry or equipping to be a pastor, School Supernatural, learn how to be a pastor, um, is that we find so much value, just like Judah said, in um, serving people and doing all of these things in a supernatural way. So uh, for them, whether it's cleaning trash or getting to prophesy to a senator, bringing the Holy Spirit with you, inviting the Holy Spirit into every situation. And so um, I'm excited for you guys because all of our trips are different. So they all have different highlights and different uh, ranges of things. But um, just to keep it going, I'd like to invite up Austin and Gina, um, who led our outreach to the UK. Yeah, as Matt said, I'm Austin, this is Gina, and together we had the amazing honor and privilege to leave our UK team to England and Scotland. Uh, we spent about half of the time in each place. Uh, Scotland was in the middle, so and Winchester and England kind of bookend the trip. Um, we started off, like I said, in Winchester, where we spent a lot of time prophesying to some life groups and different things like that. Uh, on the left here is Mackenzie. She got to speak on soaking and just basically bring in this new concept to this church. And people just kept being like, this is something I've never heard of, and this is going to change my life. And just like her personal revelation of soaking it's in itself is amazing. So if you ever get the chance to hear her speak that, so worth it. Um, the bottom right photo is a house church that we had the amazing privilege of uh, coming together with on their very first Sunday meeting. It started off as two life groups and they decided to meet together. And so we just got to go and just pray and bless them as they like began this journey of just pioneering this church and just got to pour into them as well. Um, while we were also there, uh, not pictured, is we got to partner with this ministry called Healing on the Streets, um, which has been going on for about seven years. Um, and it's not just one church. It's actually multiple churches from different denominations coming together once a month to just go out and just pray for their city and pray for people. And they literally set up a station on High Street, which is like a farmer's market, open market kind of place and just ask people for pr- if they want prayer and to pray for them. And like even they, press, they persevere through the countless no's just for the one. And like we even had like one lady uh, walk by and we asked if they wanted prayer. And she's like, no, I'm okay. And then she stopped and turned around and came back with like tears in her eyes and was like, I actually don't have time, but my daughter could really use some prayer. Um, and so our team got to like pray for her, which was really, really amazing. Um, and then from there, we went to Scotland. Um, as you can see on the right there, we got uh, treated to a traditional Scottish Kaylee dance. Um, that's Grant on the right in a, in, a, in a kilt. I was a little jealous they didn't bring me one, but it's, it's fine. I'm working through forgiveness. Um, 
the main thing, we did a lot there. Their church is very involved with their community, um, which is a little on the poverty side of things. And so they just got to like bless. So they do things like street football on Thursday nights with the kids where the kids just come and hang out and have a safe place to just play. Um, they also, we did a bunch of ministry with uh, their group called Tiddlers. It's like their toddlers group. But basically these moms in the community who don't know Jesus just come to the church and just have a couple hours where their kids can play together. And our team got to go and just like give prophetic words to these moms and their kids and just like share Jesus with them in the Father's heart. Um, But the main thing I want to talk about there is these pictures on the left. Uh, We got to do this thing. They've been cultivating a relationship with a couple schools in their area and we got to do this thing called prayer space and it was basically a week-long thing that we did where we just got to bring Jesus into a public school and set up uh, stations uh, of different ways you can pray to the Lord and even like if they don't believe like telling them that you don't have to be at a church to pray. You can pray anywhere, and there's multiple ways. Like, one of the stations was, like, if God actually did exist, like, what's a question you would ask him? Um, There's a kindness tree. Uh, The cross here was really cool. It was, if you needed a miracle in your life, you wrote on a piece of paper what that miracle was, and then you pinned it to the cross. And then the church, like, literally the next Sunday had it at the front of their sanctuary, and and they're just going to pray over those miracles to happen. Um, this bottom photo, they had a dream wall where you could put your small, medium, and large dreams and literally write out things like that where it says, I wish my friends would talk to me again or people to stop cutting or my mom to get healed of cancer. And it was uh, so amazing for us to just bring Jesus into such a dark place, especially at that age of junior high and high school kids, just to share Jesus. And one of the stations we had was God's Good Words where we literally just sat down and gave prophetic words to these kids and just showed the Father's love for them. Um, And then we ended up again at uh, Winchester for the last few days. Uh, We had a little conference where we had uh, Father Heart teaching and just, again, just continue to just minister and and bless the churches there in Winchester. Um, And then I'm going to let Gina share some, some stuff. Yeah, so like what Austin said, in the prayer space, we got to uh, literally prophesy over every single high schooler in the entire, the entire school. Every single kid came in. Even if they didn't believe, we got to say, hey, we believe that the Lord loves you and wants to speak kind things to you. And um, just watching the Lord just break down walls. We, I think they estimated that just in Aberdeen, so half of our trip, they estimated that we ministered to, prophesied over, showed the Lord's kindness to over 2,000 people, which is incredible. But it would, have been, it would have been worth it just for the one that we saw over and over and over and over, people encountering the Father's heart for the first time or getting healing from a lifetime of pain. And just those one, the little moments that could easily be written off. It was so worth it. Um, and our team was incredible to just continue to pour out the Father's love on people. Um, so many people got words of hope and encouragement and life. Um, and we, we are just so honored that we got to go. Thank you so much for sending us and believing with us and for us for the incredible things the Lord is doing in the UK because he is on the move in the UK. Yeah, that's all I got. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Austin and Gina. <clears throat>
So another thing that I love about our school, I could, I could list this out all day probably, but something that I love is that for our outreaches, something that we've purposed is that it's not our intention at all to go to other churches and be like, hey, this is how you should do your church. Like this, hey, do it like this. We don't do that at all. Our goal and our pleasure is to go and serve uh, the unique visions and prophetic words that God has given that church for their communities. Um, so we we do as much community outreach as we can individually doing evangelism and things like that. Um, but our main focus is usually to minister to organizations and churches that are already planted there knowing that they're the ones that will still be there after we leave. And so anything that we can invest with them, um, anything that we can sow, anything we can give that would help them continue on for us is the best investment we can make. So we love getting to do that. Um, and uh, are, you, are you encouraged yet? I am. I mean, I already did this one service. Uh, but I love getting to hear all these stories and the breadth of what is possible when you just say yes to Jesus and say, yes, I'll go. Come with me. Let's go. And so I'd love to invite up our next team. If I could have Ellen and Cooper come up, who led our team to Iceland. Hello, everybody. So Ellen, Cooper, we led this amazing team of students to Iceland. Um, And it was kind of cool because we had both been before as students, so we got to see that uh, like building relationship thing come to life because um, we were getting to reconnect with people that we had loved on and ministered on two years ago. And so that was amazing. Um, we were connecting with Catch the Fire Reykjavik, which is pastored by Balder and Barbara, who are friends of the house, and they're absolutely amazing. So, um, yes, here's a picture of the beautiful city where we were. Um, so one thing that I love about the church we were serving is they... Are, they completely believe that what they're doing is going to change and impact not just their city, but also the nation. It's not even a question for them because they believe we're the church. Therefore, we are going to see transformation for our nation come out of this house. So everything that they do, every decision they make comes from that vision, which is, is incredible. Um, the church itself is located in a shopping mall. So it's next to a high school and a couple of other businesses. And they do outreach with the high school students every day, they buy them coffee and pizza and invite them into what's going on. So they're constantly looking for ways to bring the community into what they're doing and the transformation they're seeing in their church. Um, So when we came in, they handed us the keys to the church and they said, this is your home as well as ours, which just spoke so much of the trust and favor that had already been built. Um, and that they are our family as well, and that they they trusted us to represent their house well. So they opened the church from 9 to 5 every weekday, and they just said, be here and minister to whoever comes through. Um, So we had people coming through that didn't know the Lord, that we got to introduce to the Lord. We also had their entire inner healing staff come through for ministry. We got to prophesy over them, love them, just see incredible transformation, even in the short amount of time that we were there. Um, And they were also in the process of rebuilding the physical building. So we got to do that as well. But it was cool to see the parallel of like, they are building 
the structure of their physical church, but also the structure of their church family to prepare for the weight of what they believe is coming. So we were there at a really pivotal time to help partner with that vision and help see that come to pass. So we literally saw the whole church building change while we were there because they were knocking down walls and putting in carpet and painting murals and all kinds of stuff. So that was amazing. Um, we saw... We saw the kingdom come while we were there. And it was almost like, Cooper's going to share a little bit about this in a second, but um, it was almost like, it was like a byproduct of the relationship that we had with Jesus. Like we saw so many incredible things, but what we took away was like home and family and the importance of that in the church. Um, We saw a girl, we prayed for a girl who was able to get out of a wheelchair, who had gone through surgery after surgery, who should not have been able to walk. Her mom sent us a video in maybe three days of her walking around the house and worshiping in the church, which is amazing. Yes. Um, we saw a little boy's knee pop back into place. He'd heard it playing soccer, and he was like running around like, what's going on? Um, we saw a guy, a guy came in who had been, he was on his way to a counseling appointment or something like that, and had no peace in his thought life. And he came, the balder sent him to the church, he came for prayer, and he came up afterwards and was like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I just have so much peace and clarity and like, this is, I don't know what this is. And he ended up having like gold dust on his head, something crazy afterwards. We were just like, okay, come on, right on. Um, I don't know if he knew the Lord. I didn't actually ask him, but he was, he was very excited. We saw like strongholds of addiction just leave in a minute. Like stuff that people were like, oh, we've been carrying this around for years and honestly believed that they would continue to carry it for years. And it was just gone quietly, quickly, no fuss. Like it was amazing. So yeah, and... Cooper had a really cool revelation. Like, we saw all this amazing stuff, but one of the coolest parts was this, like, home and family and this partnership that we got to have with them, so. Cool. Yeah, it was amazing. I I do want to share, there were so many awesome ministry opportunities, so much breakthrough, so much stuff that I got to see, but one of them that stuck out is I uh, had the opportunity of sitting with this guy, and beforehand, he, he came in and he... He needed the Lord to talk to him about something specific. And so it was so cool for the Lord to actually give me a word of knowledge and just me to like lean over. And like it was a very sensitive subject about his son. And I just asked him if his son was dealing with X, Y, and Z. And they were all these things that I had dealt with in my own life. And to be able to see the Lord tell me something and reach this man, this father that was like in deep hurt about his son and the condition of where he was walking away from the Lord. And for me to encourage him and say like, like the Lord has changed my life and I believe that he will do the same thing. Like he's not gonna do something for me that he's not gonna do for your son. And to see that, and again, that just kind of leads into this family thing because I got to encourage him that like family actually brings breakthrough. So, I mean, I get to see my mom right here and I think about all the prayers that she prayed to get me where I am that were unseen. And in the same way, I got to encourage this dad that, hey, like you don't have to carry the weight of the responsibility to like fix your kid because Jesus loves him more than you do. But, but you can partner with him and you can like receive the father's love for yourself in this moment. And just being able to like see stuff like that over and over again. But the main thing was like, and I took away from it was this family, this, yeah, just like this reality that family really, really matters to God. 
Like it really matters to God. And it's, it's actually the place where all the supernatural stuff, which is super fun, all the encounters, that's where like the stuff gets to rest is on family and where it actually gets to like get rooted in and stay. Otherwise we would just have encounters and then like, you know, fall away maybe. But with family, we have people around us that can help us continue to grow in strength. So it was amazing to, it was amazing to like show up in another culture that speaks a different language, that has a different expression of how they, you know, relate to the Lord and be family with them and feel that immediately. So, yeah, that's, uh, that was our trip. It was amazing. So thank you for sending us. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so this is what this is all about, is uh, we, we operate under the idea that it's better to give than to receive. And so our students get to spend the first six months of school receiving. And we are really encourage our students to be selfish with what the Lord is offering you. Be selfish with what is being taught to you. Allow the Lord to give you deep uh, restoration, whether it's of family or uh, learning new tools and ways to minister, uh, receiving healing from past woundings and things like that. But what we're really looking forward to is the joy of getting to give that away. There's nothing like it. And so um, I'm so thankful uh, for all of this good news. I love, I love news. I'm always interested in the news, but this is news that I really like. This is not news that I can Google very easily or see on TV, um, but I hope you guys are encouraged by this. This is really our thing. We, one, we like to just come and we love that we get to brag on our students and things like that, but also, um, and not only to give a report. It's like, hey, this is what we've been up to. Thank you so much for sewing into us. But really, we want this to be an encouragement and a celebration of what the Lord is doing because he's doing amazing things all over the place, all the time. And so uh, moving ahead, I wanted to invite up Blake and Amanda. Uh, We've got the opportunity to send a team every year of school. It's eight years in. We've sent a team to South Africa. Um, And so in the same way, we've just been building relationship and building connection with these people. And so... Over to you guys. Uh, I'm so excited to hear from you. Hello. So my name is Blake, and this is Amanda. We co-led the trip to South Africa. I have our little hashtag up there. Um, we got to partner with a lot of different ministries. So these are some of the people and places that we were at. In the bottom right, it is Michael's Children's Village, which is one of the villages that Supreza planted. Um, in the top right, that is Supreza Satoli. Uh, he's an apostolic leader over Partners in Harvest of Iris. And he's got a wild testimony. We got to hear his wife's testimony, Trifina, as well, which I hadn't heard before, where she was talking about... It was, <laughs> words, I can't even explain it. It was just so like, excuse me, <laughs> what? But like both of them in tandem have such a testimony of God's recklessness to like come and find you when you're in need because neither one of them had anybody preach the gospel. They were just found and met by God alone. Um, and then Pastor Francis Shongwe was stabbed to death at a conference and raised from the dead. No big deal. Um, and he has a little video where he wants to say hello. Hey, Daddy, how are you? I'm very happy you sent the, the team to my house, to my family, to the church. Now we come to pray for the people and the, the community. Lord is healing, Lord of deliverance. I'm very happy. Send again to come bless us. Thank you so much. Hi. Bye. <laughs> So if you want to know more about those two men, Supreza has a book called Voice in the Night where he shares his testimony in it. And then there's a podcast from Alan and AJ called Awe. I think it's episode 75 where you can listen to 
the two of them talk about their life and like what the Lord has been doing. So these are some of the things that we did while we were out. We did house visits. We played with kids. We spoke about the goodness of God. Um, in the picture in the top right, there is two ladies. The one that's getting prayed for had a lot of pain in her body and she had glasses. And so we got to pray for her and she's a teacher. So she grades papers and uses readers. And by the time we finished praying, she got to take the glasses off and could just see clearly. And then the lady behind her who's watching, she had pain in her feet and we prayed. And then we noticed that her legs weren't even. So Sylvia prayed for her and one of her legs grew out to an even length. She could like stand and dance. Um, we also saw people who couldn't walk, who were lame, sitting in chairs, stand up after we prayed with them. We were able to dance with them. We saw, um, we saw some of the people who went to a street called Anderson Street, which is like the darkest street in Nelspruit, and got to pray with people in brothels and drug addicts and stuff. We saw a man who was laying on a mat um, who was incapacitated. They were like, he can't talk. He won't be able to talk to you. We prayed for him. He got up and was talking to us, <laughs> worshiping the Lord and all kinds of stuff. Uh, we saw a ton of salvations and really learned the value of like waiting on the Lord. Like we felt like we couldn't move without him. And if he didn't show up, that there was no purpose in going because it's not about what we do. Like we, we say words and then people's bodies shift. Like the like power of the spirit of God moving in and through us was made really evident. And like the power of waiting on our father to do things apart from our own ability. So Amanda's going to share a testimony. So um, we did a lot of house visits. So this testimony comes from the day that we were in Guchua. Um, they were hosting a revival all week long. And so we did some house visits. And the goal was just to love on people and invite them to the revival that night. So we had visited this house and we had spoke to all the people there, um, prayed with them, and they all got healed, which was a funny stumbling block for our team, is that we would pray and instantaneously, instantaneously people would get healed. And so the stumbling block was, wow, the Lord doesn't actually need my fancy prayer and the long-winded thing. Actually, he's just here to partner with me now. So was amazing. So anyways, they told us about um, another person in the family that was struggling with migraines. And so she came and she looked like she had probably been involved in some, you know, witchcraft, uh, maybe a witch doctor, just by how she was dressed and all this stuff. And so um, instead of praying for her migraine right away, I just felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to invite her into the kingdom. So through a translator, I asked, you know, um, have you been dedicated to different spirits? And she said, yes. And I said, would you like to actually swap that dedication and be dedicated to Jesus? And she said, yes, immediately. And I was like, okay, wow, that's awesome. And she just looked like she was tired of um, being afflicted. And so um, she gave her life to the Lord and she was healed and it was amazing. And so, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Um, So... In that culture, um, a lot of times the witch doctors will have different things that are associated with curses and things like that. So she's wearing an amulet. And um, a lot of times they won't want to actually give up those possessions fully. Um, And so I didn't feel like I was supposed to push it. But somebody on our team was like, you have a scarf. Why don't you give her that scarf and just remind her of the trade that's available to her, like for full healing and restoration and deliverance. And so... I did that and said, you know, there's more for you. There's more trades for you. And so we invited her to the revival that night and she came and she didn't have her necklace on, which was a really big deal. So it was amazing. Um, Surprise was also there and he called out all these words of knowledge. She was struggling with all those things physically and she got healed. So praise Jesus. (laughs) 
So these last pictures are pictures of when we went to Guchuan. We got to pray over the chief and prophesy over the land and bless it. Um, one of the things that's like really big in their culture is if you share a meal with somebody, you're saying there's no anger, there's no enmity between us. Like we are, we are on good terms. And so, in the picture in the bottom right is a picture of his compound where we got to go and eat a meal with him and just kind of like slip through like VIP because of just favor and the Lord. Um, <laughs> The picture on the left is us praying for him, like us blessing and honoring him, and there's videographers. So it was something that was going to be broadcasted on TV, and the thing that was important about it was it was the first time where any white people had showed up to the event. It was the chief's function, his his birthday party, and so it communicated that there was like people who were there for him that were of other races. It wasn't just African people. There was African people, white people, and our team even had a lot of diversity of like Native American background, German background, and so... It was really powerful, and then we also got to figure out that um, the chief has a lot of like power. He's chief over about two million people, is what we were told. So his influence is really big. And so for us as the church to show up, it was the first time the church had shown up to something like that. So for us to show up to something like that and bless and honor a man who's seen in, a, in an awkward light in his community um, was really powerful. And we just got to see the, the power and the, the favor that God has over us because there was no good reason that we sh- should have been there. We kind of just like showed up and then God showed out. <laughs> and one of the things that I thought was really cool that the Lord was talking to me about is it was a prophetic word that Jeff had given us and David Wagner that were in conjunction where Jeff said, you will stand before kings and rulers and mighty people. And so that was a fulfillment of that, to stand before a king And then this past March when David Wagner spoke, he did a thing where it was like a moment of racial reconciliation. And so that was something that we carried there to be people who were championing that God is for all cultures and for all people. And so my encouragement to you is, I, my testimony is I was born out of wedlock. My parents had me at a young age. My dad was in drugs and certain things. And three years ago, I met Jesus. And so if you feel like you've counted yourself out, I want you to know that if God can do this through me, put me before kings and leaders that God can do the same for you, that you're not disqualified. disqualified because there's no one like Jesus there's no one like Jesus there's no one who will ever step into your life that will change you as much as God that will change you as much as the living king and if you have counted yourself out I stand before you today as a living testimony that the blood of Jesus and his sacrifice is more than sufficient more than sufficient for everything that you need everything you could ever want or imagine he can do more he can do more in a moment with your life than anything you could think or imagine because he is good and his mercies endure forever and there is nobody like him there's nobody like him I shouldn't be here but by the grace of God I can stand before kings because of the sacrifices those who came before me made because of the leaders that I stand in front of and because of what they've sown into I get to do things like this because my dad is good My dad is good. My lot in life was to be just like my father, to be another statistic, and I stand before you changing the pattern of my family. So good. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. So this is what we're doing. This is, Lord, here's my little lunch. Here's my lunch. 
Thank you for my lunch. Let me start breaking pieces off of it and give it and watch it multiply, not just to the people around me, not just to my peers, not just to another church, but on a governmental, national level. It's happening. It is happening. It is happening. Thank you, Jesus. So amazing. And so uh, finally, uh, I want to invite Morgan and Trenton Schwarzenschuber, um, who led an outreach to our own city, to my favorite city, to Nashville. So come on up, you guys. So excited to hear from you. Wow, good luck following that. Okay. So, uh, so my name is my name is Trent Schwarzenschuber, and this is my wife Morgan, and we had. We had such an honor and privilege to be able to lead and represent Grace Center on our uh, Nashville outreach. And both Morgan and I have lived in Nashville for a number of years. We've, we've been a part of this family for a number of years. So, man, it really was an honor to represent you guys. And we, we, we don't take that lightly. We take that as a huge responsibility. So, yeah, it was really amazing getting to, to just partner with God's plan to transform this city. So the first night of outreach, we started at the Foundry. So our outreach started on a Thursday and it ended on a Thursday. And we, we got asked to partner with them for four weeks straight. So started on Thursday, ended with Thursday. And then what the Meal of Hope is, or actually, oh, so what the Foundry is, is it's led by Scott and Sarah McLeod. And they've been running it for over 20 years. And what the Meal of Hope is, is it takes place every single Thursday night, and it's an event where homeless people can come in, they can have a hot meal, and they can be in a safe church community. And uh, they have worship and a short message, followed by prayer for anyone who'd like to be prayed for. So, uh, so like I said, we were with them every single Thursday, and uh, we started... Um, we, we started by leading worship for them, and then we had three of our team members speak uh, each night, and then we also got to stand up and prophesy over all, the small, over, over all the homeless people that were there. And it was really amazing just to, to get to just meet people. Like meet, it, it kind of erased the stigma uh, that we might feel like dealing with homeless people. Like It was amazing just to be able to connect and speak life. It really was an honor. Oh yeah, oh, we, we saw one of the guys that, that kept coming uh, named Jason. He got prayed for and he just received the Lord last week. So yeah. So the bulk of our outreach was teaming up with Elijah's Heart, which is run by Papa Joe Bradford. And man, it was so incredible getting to work with Papa Joe because uh, seeing what his team has been doing is is amazing. They So they're based in the J.C. Napier community. And as you guys know, Grace Center just partnered with them to do uh, a big picnic a couple weeks ago. So what we did is we showed up on the Monday of the week before that picnic. And uh, it was spring break in the community. So our job all week was to make lunches for them and, and uh, hand out lunches in the community for all these kids that, were, that wouldn't be receiving a meal at school. So over the week, we made about 3,000 lunches total for the whole community. So, uh, like I was saying, like we, we had sandwich making down to a science, uh, but so anyway, so we, on Monday, we started the outreach by literally knocking on every single door in the whole community. And it, man, the, the thing, it was really cool to see the favor that is on Papa Joe in that community because we never felt unsafe. We never felt unequipped. It was amazing just to see people, uh, 
just receive us. And like almost as soon as we knock on our door, they would come to the door and we say, hey, we're with Papa Joe. And you would immediately see people's guard just drop because like he carries so much favor in that community. So yeah, so I just want to honor him. Like it, it's, it was such an honor getting to serve alongside. But since we had been in the community the whole week serving lunches, uh, we got to be that bridge between the community and Grace Center when we all showed up on Saturday for the picnic. So since we had been there serving lunches, we had some prayer teams set up in case people wanted to come in, get lunches, and get prayed for. So we had, we, we had been doing that. So on the day of the picnic, uh, we got to serve as their connect team. So we gave um, name tags to all the people to make sure they felt seen and welcomed. We uh, handed out candy to all the kids. And uh, we just got to strike up conversation and just kind of be that bridge. So yeah, it was, it was such a privilege. Yeah, so um, we also got to partner with Grace Center's ministry, Babes with Babes. Um, We got to make a ton of freezer meals for them, which was super fun for new moms. Um, And then another thing that I really loved doing was we went on several prayer walks. And so our heart behind this was just to bless our city and speak life over our city. Um, Jeff talks all the time about the power of our words as sons and daughters. And so, um, and also like nothing gets better by cursing it. And so our heart was just to bless our city and speak life over our city. And so we went to um, Music Row. We walked up and down Music Row and just invited the Holy Spirit and just blessed um, the industry, like the music industry. Um, Ray Hughes was here several years ago and talked a ton about the sound that was going to be coming out of our city. And so we just um, declared that and prophesied that over the music industry and the producers. We also went over to Berry Hill, where all the recording studios are, and prayed over there, too, which is amazing. Um, And then we went to the walking bridge as well. And um, Becky Dollar gave us a huge stack of our prophetic words um, over our church. And so we took the ones that were over our, like us as a body, but also the city and the region. And so we declared those, we looked at Nashville and just declared those over our city. And it was just so powerful um, to partner with the Lord, what he's already doing and then declare what he is going to do. Um, and then our our team was amazing. Everywhere we walked, everywhere we went, they just prayed for people. They stopped pre- people and prayed for them, prophesied over them. Um, it was just fun seeing God encounter people in their everyday life, just walking around. So it was amazing. Yeah, one of my favorite things that we got to do kind of partnering with that is we got to go to the state capitol. And we went with Kim Driver, and uh, she reserved the former Supreme Court room for us to go and pray and, and worship for an hour. So we got to stand and decree things that the Lord had been highlighting over our state and just kind of speak life over our... Guys, like, what's happening in our city is insane. Like, there are so many godly people that are being elected to office, and the things that you declare over your city are so powerful because like we are really, we're seeing the tide shift in our, in our city and in our nation. So I think it's, it's, man, it's really, really important to speak life over your city. So, um, one of the things that are, uh, one of our students on our team said is if you do the school, if you do one of the years, make one of those years uh, going on the Nashville outreach because it's so important to invest in your own city. So yeah, we just, we loved leading it and we loved being able to create family and bring a piece of our family here out into the rest of our city. So thank you guys. Thank you guys. Can we just give a hand for all of our outreach leaders, for all of our students that have gone 
Uh, yes, we just honor each of you for saying yes, for saying yes, Jesus. Take me somewhere new. Take me on an adventure with you. I just want to be like you. So thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've given to us. Thank you for all these testimonies. Thank you for the lasting fruit, for the multiplication of all these testimonies, Lord. We just thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and so again, we just want to say thank you to all of you again. So again, like I said, if you've tithed here, if you've given to a student to help them go on outreach, if you've prayed, if you've thought about blessing our students as they go, this belongs to you. This belongs to you. It's happening. The Lord is doing incredible things in our city and around the world. Um, and so again, as we mentioned, we are, we firmly believe that we're partnering with prophetic words that have been spoken about this house of bringing transformation to our city, being an apostolic resource center to not just local, but the nations. And so if this is not a confirmation of those things. I don't know what is. And so, Lord, I thank you for the fruit that you're bringing out of everything that you've sown here. Um, and yeah, we just love you, Jesus. We're so thankful for that. Um, and so I'm going to hand back off to Shannon. I just want to say thank you guys so much for being with us, for listening to our testimonies and sharing with us. It's been so fun to be with you and to share with you. So bless you guys.